This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. BBB Brigade, welcome in to the May 17th edition of the Bostonian versus the book. He is Dave Sherpin, the book. I am Matt Peralt, the Bostonian. We are here live on the Props YouTube channel and on Twitter. Replay on Sports Grid TV, day number two on Sports Grid TV. Dave, did you stay up and watch last night the debut of BVB on Sports Grid? I did. And then you know what happens is that you fall asleep with the TV on, and I woke up to sports grid television today. So this is a classic did not use the sleep function on the television and woke up to uh, Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side this morning. And I was like, what are they talking about? I'm like, Oh, I left the TV on all night. So yeah, it was good. It was good. The graphics look great. Everything looks good. Fair did a good job with that. Um, all good, man. All good. We're dressed today. Like we're going to South beach. What, what, what's going on? I don't know. It wasn't really <laughs> On purpose, it just randomly. I noticed that like wearing a white hat wasn't a good idea, so I was like, "All right, so I'll wear my black Celtics hat." Okay, and it's going to be a hundred today, so I had to go and find something in the closet. And I was like, "All right, I got to find something that's a little bit light. I can't pull off the the you know the the tank top like Pat does." No, so no, don't do that. <laughs> so I got to go and you know I need something light and airy, and yeah. I'm under these big lights, so it's going to yeah. be a hundred outside. I got two big lights, you know, blasting down on me. So I got to find something a little the bit. The first day of 100, like after the all winter and the wind, it's finally stopped blowing a little bit stuff. You know what I don't miss? What? Is getting in the car. Oh, yeah. That first day of that heat again and you get in a car and everything, like you can't touch nothing and it takes a while to cool off. I absolutely hate that. So uh, the kids, if you're watching or listening, can you please put the sunshade up when you take my car somewhere? They Seriously. never do it. They you know, never put my sunshade up. You know it. It's funny when you live here and and people who are in the southwestern part of the country, you guys will know what I'm talking about. When you open the garage, like today is trash day uh, at our house. So you open the garage to take out the trash cans for the you know garbage guys to come and, and, and take it down and to take it out, take it away. You feel the heat like it's not hot, but you know it's coming like you feel it in the air. You're like, oh, boy, it's already 85. It's 830 in the morning. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be hot today. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just, you know, it's coming and that yeah. perpetual, like people here don't get when they land, like on late night flights, they'll come into Vegas, come in, like they'll land like at eight o'clock, nine o'clock and it's pitch black outside and you walk out of McCarran airport and it's a hundred degrees. Oh, on that crosswalk, it's like one fifty, And people were like, what the holy <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> The sun is down and it's a hundred degrees. Like, how is this even possible? The sun is what makes it hot, right? We're like, actually, no, the sun just makes it more brutal to live here. The heat is the heat. The air temperature doesn't change. It's a hundred when you walk outside. Yeah. So that's, we have that in our future coming here in Vegas very soon. Very soon. 
Memorial Day weekend around the corner. All the pools are, are, are open. Yep. All the events are happening and yep. sunscreen, sunscreen, and more sunscreen yep. should be in your <laughs> yep. uh, in your repertoire over the next couple of keep months. Keep it in so. the car. I always keep it in the car. Oh, uh, yeah. That's it. I should do that more often. Yeah. I got to do that for, for, for the kid now, for Madeline now. Of I got to Now it's like you got to have to be on you constantly. The spray bottle has got to be on you. Always. Spray the kid down. It's yeah. like arms out, legs out. Just <laughs> spray paint them down. <laughs> you know, back, back east when we were young, it was like winter was that you know you had to bundle up, you had to make sure you have this, you have the ice scraper in the car. At that summer here, you know, out west, everything's opposite, but you got to have you know the sunscreen in the car, you got to have the sun shield in the car. You ideally, we always try to keep a bottle of water or two somewhere, just in case you get somewhere and you you need Stuck. a bottle of water. Yeah, yeah. so. No, it, it's crazy because I often tell people, you're absolutely right. Three months on, three months off in terms of like you guys on the Northeast, you guys suffer in January, you know, December, January, February. We suffer in July, June, July, yeah, August. Kind of. I, I don't know. September can be really hot. I include September in the hell. I mean, it could yeah, be 150. July, August, easy. September. It's four months here. Yeah, kind of. June's not that bad. I, I like May and June. It's I'm 105. I don't mind. So 115, 118 is what screws me but i would rather have what we have bundling up a little kid to go in a car seat trying to get the kid when, when they're having this deep puff marshmallow man trying to get the oh, car seat to fit worse and you got the head on and they're crying and, they, oh. and they're they're cold and the car is cold oh, and you gotta scrape no no i will take this flash. every single day <laughs> i would take hey it's really hot where do you want to go let's go to a casino it's fully ac we're good <laughs> like let's just go to a property or something go to a movie big fan movie. of the movie theater hell yeah big hell yeah the movie theater in the summer. Yeah. take the kids skating that's another one. Oh, yeah. find all the places cold yeah all right so dubsy anderson host of props golf is coming on the program here golf. at the bottom of the hour so sports grid viewers you guys might know dubsy does a lot of golf content for sports grid as well so another marrying of our two companies and our two platforms together dubs is all energy former PGA tour caddy. If you guys haven't seen or heard him before, he is a whale of fun to have him on the show. So he will give us a breakdown for the PGA, his picks and plays as the tournament begins in the middle part of this country where the weather might be pretty cookie hot here coming up for the PGA uh, on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. But let's start with me bitching about baseball and how yesterday is a preview of the hell that's going to be June and July coming up here for me, really August uh, as well. I lost two bets yesterday by one run. Two bets. Worse than run. losing a, a a basketball bet by a point. Is this worse than losing a football bet by it's half slower. a point? You know when they take knives and hey. in knives hey. just slowly cut you open. You know that yeah. that that feeling. Like it's better just like rip it off, like slice it off, and okay, we're <laughs> hey, well, I lost my finger. Like real quick stuff. <laughs> Baseball is literally death by a thousand pace paper cuts just over and over. It's two, nothing going to the bottom of the fifth inning. I have under four and a half. All right. Baumgartner's pitching beautifully. This is phenomenal. Yeah. Two, nothing. Hey, just give up two runs and we're good. Big boy. Like just, just come on, get me, get me to four. And we're all gives up three runs, not six runs, just three runs. Like you couldn't give up. Like just go ahead and bash me in the face and make me lose easily. Would that have made it better had it gone way over? Yeah, way over. Like, to, to, don't don't make it like a little loss. Don't make it like by a half a run loss. Like, make me actually lose. Like, all right, shit, I lost. Okay, sorry. Well, 10, 10. Uh, like, I lost. Okay, like, like that that sucks. I lost. Like, fine, make it like that. 
not not three two like not not like that like <laughs> d- d- don't make that and then fifth the rest- inning is tough i told you the fifth inning and the sixth innings when all them runs are scored when you bet that first five you gotta sweat the fifth a lot of course oh, but i thought three runs in the bottom i i mean the dodgers don't <laughs> score they're one of the best teams of the under. I'm like, all right, I got Bumgarner, best pitcher for the Diamondbacks. He's mowing through hitters. I thought I was good. No, nope. worst loss of the day. L. Red Sox game. <laughs> okay, Rain under boy. eight, under eight and a half. If you bet the, the what I gave you on the show, because I bet it overnight, but if a move to nine, so you pushed. So if you bet what we talked about yesterday for better to book it, you yeah. pushed. So you didn't lose. So that so it was. I was happy about that for the BVB audience, but yeah. for my other podcast audience, eight and a half is what they played overnight and right. they ended up losing because <laughs> rain delays are hell for totals. Like it just throws the handicap out the window. <laughs> First, Jake Odorizzi was pitching really well. That dude got hurt. So I'm like, I, I, I played under seven and a half in game, by the way. So okay. Continue. All right. So you knew where we were, right? Yeah, I knew exactly. I was watching the game. Odorizzi ripped something towards something. He took no, they say steps. it wasn't Achilles. It just was like a strain of some sort, but it looked really bad. He took two steps to go cover first on a ball to the right side. It looked like he, he went down like he got Shot. hit with a yeah. sniper. Boom, yeah. his face planted. He yeah. didn't move. Yeah. I didn't think he was getting up ever. It was bad, really bad. And But he looked, I mean, they say he's okay. He didn't go to the hospital. and like, I don't Wow. Know. Yeah, he didn't leave. I was watching the game. They they didn't leave. They reported that he, he was wow. at Fenway. Okay, that's good to hear. All so right. they said it was a strain of some sort. Nothing tore. The Achilles did not tear. And wow. okay. I, don't know, I thought I thought it was done. I was like, okay, here we go, bullpen. And then it was okay. It was 2-2. We go into the sixth inning, and then Mother Nature kicks in. <laughs> and I'm like, son of a ma. I'm like, you got to be kidding me here. Because I hate that. Because the guys sit around, and you don't know what their intensity is going to be when they come back. <laughs> Red Sox, you get Trevor Story. Trevor Story, who's batting at buck 80, who has yeah. one home run on the de- on the year. It's 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Who goes deep? Trevor Story. Baseball. 3-2. Yeah. Or actually, no, sorry. In the top of the first, sorry. It was it was top, top of the sixth. It was a 3-2 single, a 2-2 single to score a run by Altuve. Make it 3-2. Then Story goes deep. 3-3. Three, 3-3. Three. Three, three. I'm good, good, good. All the way bottom eight. Three, three Red Sox get a run. I forget how they scored their fourth run. And then Xander Bogarts goes yard six, three final, just to cover the run line, just to cover. Well, that's fine. I mean, I was okay. That, <laughs> I mean, you, you had the run line. That's right. great. Red Sox win. I'm good uh, with that. It was that damn third run that Matt Barnes gave up. Who is absolutely my, my, my least favorite pitcher in major league baseball. Now <laughs> I can't stand Matt Barnes. He just, he just hasn't had it for a long time. He had it for that one season with the Red Sox and won the series in 2018, but he has just been a gas can for far too often for this Red Sox bullpen. It's so frustrating. Matthew, it's not personal. It is personal with my team. My team loses my bet. <laughs> it is it is personal to me when this happened, when I'm losing because my team is the one whose bullpen can't keep their crap together. So nine on the push, eight and a half on the over. I mean, it's, you know, I lose. Most people pushed and that's, and that's yeah. fine. I get the Giants, luckily. So Giants win. That was that, good. But that was a sweat and a half. That was a yeah. back and forth crazy battle yeah. in Colorado. For sure. That was like ding, 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 going back and forth. And the Giants somehow were able to pull that out and get a victory. So I went one and two. So it wasn't a total loss of a day. But, you know, I laid minus 140 on that. Yeah. So it wasn't like it helped all that much to stop the bleeding from the first. Sensitella. Well, let's go to that. 
that, that was might amazing. Be, of all the crazy things that happened, that's the Colorado Rockies pitcher. What was our bet prep prop of the day yesterday was him to go under two and a half strikeouts. This dude pitches two innings on the year. He had thrown 27 innings and had eight case. I believe oh. it was 27 innings, eight case. Yeah. He goes two. he gets hurt, but he struck out three. I mean, <laughs> tell me betting this sport isn't stupid. It's I mean, this sport is just stupid. <laughs> I I'm I'm on with Gabe and Cam and doing the thing and and I'm, that game starts and I'm watching I'm trying to watch the box score like because I'm not watching the game and I'm like I wonder how many K's he's gonna get. It's like that piqued my curious because we curiosity. we broke it down yesterday. It as seemed we, two and a half was a good bet. Right, like it just as we talked it through, I was like that actually sounds like that's gonna be a good bet, you know. And then so I told Gabe and Cam and. They're like, he has a K in the first inning. And I'm like, he does? Like, I didn't think that that would happen. He won two or three batters. He probably doesn't get the K there. He has to get into the third inning and get the bottom of the order is what I was thinking. So I'm like, geez, we might be in trouble. And then I didn't look at it again. So then, then I checked the box score later, and I'm like, you got three Ks in two innings. Like, really, that's the type of day that you're going to have. I mean, it's hard. It's not supposed to be easy. This is the baseball betting is tough, you know. And you I gotta- really believe this. I believe this fully now. So I ping pong from sport to sport to sport. Yes, I don't bet all baseball every day. Right. I don't bet basketball every day. I don't bet right. hockey every day. I kind of go around. Right. I'm beginning after two and a half years of betting every single day for this podcast. It's going to be three years. July will be three years of betting every single day. When I started it back in July 7th of 2020, mm-hmm. July 7th, 2022 will be three consecutive years of betting every single day. My, I have to almost like tweak the way that I do this because coming in and coming out, it it's really hard. Like baseball isn't really every hard. day. Like either you bet baseball every single day or you don't bet baseball because kind of parachuting in and trying to get, you know, I look at trends and I look at pitchers and look at what they've done previously. And I look at matchups. It's like that one game is not how baseball should be bet or baseball should be played. Like you text me the other day. You're like, why aren't you betting the twins anymore? Like you were betting the twins all twins earlier. Under. Twins under. You were talking yep. about that. You were on that early in April. You were hammering twins under. And I was. But like the twins have gone eight and six to the under over the last 14 games. Like, yep. okay, that's making money a little but not really. I mean, it's like barely getting over on the juice, depending on what you're paying. Yeah. But seven percent. You gotta bet it every single day to get that. Welcome to welcome. Okay, to you, you gotta bet twins under every single day just to get to eight and six, which is a little bit over the juice. So on the one day that you're like, ah, that pitcher's gonna get killed. I can't bet the under, and then the under comes in. I, I just think it's so it's such an arbitrage. It's such a math game right. with baseball oh. betting that you've got to do it every damn day. And I'm just not, my, my, my attention span just is not there. Like, it's just not, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't play baseball every day. I just cannot do it. And it's, I know it's a losing proposition to kind of parachute in and I should probably change the way I'm betting and not just kind of go pick and choose and just go. All right. But thank God NBA and NHL playoffs are back tonight. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> This is this is the, the 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 secret of the whole thing, like this is why the pros, you know, they're doing it every day and they're just numb to the results. So you just know that this is what it is, and you have to do it. And the beauty for the books of football betting is that it is once a week, 
It's the most random of all of it. And people love it because they don't have to do it every day. So they bet. You talk about it all week. You hear shows like ours and other ones. Everyone we know, all of our friends are are doing content or in the business. And you get to just watch it. It's a, usually a day off for most people from work. So they get to watch it and bet it and love it. That's why football betting dwarfs volume-wise the other stuff. But it's the hardest one, I think, to do. I think if you if if you really do the everyday sports, but you do have to do them every day. The parachuting in is a great term because it's great to come in. It's fun. It's a hell of a ride. Then you get to the bottom and the shoot don't pull and you crash <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> like, you know, it hurts. And then you come back for more and you're like, oh, I had a good day today. I had a, I, I pulled right. the shoot early and I come down and I land on my feet and I hit a three teamer. It's fun. You do that for a couple of days and you go, what am I doing this for? It's, it's a hard grind. You really have to um, remove that it's personal thing. Like, yeah. I mean, I think when I get to July and it's all we have, it may come easier for me because all of my attention will be focused just on baseball. And so we can pick and choose in July and August and get into those games. But then come September, like I can't wait to pack up. Like there's the old line that when the football gets kicked off, guys took, take their golf clubs and put them in the garage and they don't see them again until April. That's how I am with base. That's that's kind of almost how I am with baseball until the playoffs. Well, I was going to say, isn't it, um, isn't it hard to get excited about betting the Minnesota and Oakland A's under when you got like the Celtics game tonight? Like yeah. the playoff games just have that. I think they have more weight and it's more fun sure. to watch when the games get higher in but the books. Numbers are sharper. Stakes, that, that's the, that, well, I was just going to say the dichotomy of that yeah. is that the numbers, the yeah. best. It's a softer market to bet into the twins under right. in, the re- in the regular season than it is yes. to bet into the Celtics Miami heat game tonight, because that thing is razor sharp. They they've yes. got their, their numbers or algorithms. It's why I learned this the last three years. It's why September I kick ass in September in football. I, I, I love yeah, my September. trying to figure out the numbers. Yeah. Yep. I'm great at football betting in September. Yeah. yeah whole different story come October, December. <laughs> it's a whole different story yep. come December. I'm yep. far more interested in like line movement and where the books are and liability in December. Right. In September, I don't give a flip. Like I'll just go right. by my own handicap and look at it. I don't care who's betting what, what sharp money's coming where. I don't right. care. Move it a half a point that way, that way. I'm good. I know what I'm betting. December, exactly. I'm paying attention to all of that. Right. Like, hey, uh, how much did that line move? Okay, why? Right. Uh, took a bet on what? Uh, I'm yeah. you know, the total went from what to what now? Oh, we crossed a key number of fifty-one. I don't know. Maybe I want to go under there. Like, I'm way more in the analytical, strategic thought process in December on football than in September. I'm just like, I like it, fire, and let's go. Well, what's happened so much too? Like with the schedule release last week, the numbers come out earlier and earlier, especially for week one. And the week one numbers sit for months. Like you put them up, you take two or three bets in the book and they're up all this time and nothing really happens. But you take these little, (laughs) talk about death by a thousand cuts. You take these little bets here, there, whatever. You don't really know where they're coming from because the limits are so low Mm. because the numbers really, we did the numbers ourselves like here on the show. We can put them up in a book. I mean, that's how much goes into them. Because you don't know. We don't know who's playing what position on most of these teams and all this other stuff yet. But the numbers are up. And that's where you can find, I think, gold mm. in early September. You're absolutely right. Um, NFL and college numbers are definitely all over the place. 
and right. you can find some some good nuggets. Dubsy's coming on here in about 10 minutes, so stay tuned for some golf talk. But let's talk about the PGA and Phil Mickelson not being a part of this. So mm-hmm. I was watching the Golf Channel yesterday, and I got to say, uh, cable news would be proud of what the Golf Channel did to Phil Mickelson yesterday. I'm not trying to defend Phil, but this is a full-on takedown of Phil Mickelson. I mean, on every front, PGA media, golf channel, golfers are all in on Phil. And the author of the book that came out today called Phil, I like audiobooks, So I already had the audio book loaded on my phone. I can't wait to listen to it and, and go through and hear all the crazy stories about Phil. But I guess according to Alan Shipnuck, the author of this book, Phil is extremely nervous about the Billy Walters book that's coming out. And the fact that they've uncovered the money in this book, it's been widely reported that Phil has lost, he lost, we talked about on the show, over $40 million over a four-year period. Now, that's just what we know as what was reported because of the investigation into the insider trading situation. But Billy Walters supposedly is really angry that Phil Mickelson did not testify on his behalf in the case to clear Billy Walters' name. And so Billy now is going to have some payback here. What, what what do you do with this story? I mean, you know this guy. You know you've been around these books in the rumor mill around Phil forever. Does he come back to the PGA Tour? Can he come back to the PGA Tour? I don't know if the PGA Tour wants him to come back. Fair point. Although they're saying the things publicly that they wanted him to play. He had he won this event, the defending champion of the PGA, to, uh, you know, the, the, the most prestigious tournament they've got for pro golfers. It's their tournament. It's the pro golfers tournament. All your club pros, you can you play your way into it. This is big. Kauai Island last year, South Carolina, him versus Brooks Kepka. Those crowds were huge. Everyone cheering for Phil and wanting to see him. He was never higher a year ago for this tournament. Phil stock was never higher. And now a year later, it's never been lower. I don't think he wants to heat. You know, I don't, I don't think he wants to, to have to answer those questions in before tournament. I mean, like you can ask anything at those press conferences, right? You know, so I don't know. This I don't. Is, I, this is outside of 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 the game. So what what happens when those press conferences is that news media come come in, right? And they don't need the PGA Tour press credential, correct? So they'll ask Phil whatever they need to ask Phil. It's just that's he don't want that. No, he don't want that. You know, and and, and I don't think his game is is. Well, that's the other part that people are reporting. He, yeah, he's saying that he's he's been shooting in the high seventies around San Diego. So his game, I mean, look, golf is an incredible mental game. And if you're getting ripped by all of your peers and all your friends are like, why are you embracing these people? You know, why would you go and do this? You know, the PGA tour is going to circle the wagons and you're going to make us pick between you and the PGA tour. Well, most people are going to pick their employment, right? I mean, they've got sponsorship deals and they've got endorsements and they've got, you know, career earnings and major championships and prestige to go chase and dreams. No, I want to win the major. I want to win a major. I want to win the PGA or the British or I want to win the masters or whatever to go to war with the PGA tour. is just not smart. You know, it's just not smart. No, I'm not frozen. Okay. Are you, I was, it's just, okay. it just released. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what the ultimate motivation is for, Phil 
But you've said it. You, that this is classic. That in in you know David Payne Perner from ESPN.com wrote an article that came out yesterday about Phil caring more about a football score than the golf tournament he was playing in. Yeah, I mean that's painfully evident. There's there's more than one person like this. This book with you know Shipnick's going to come out with. I mean, this is a sounds like a be all tell all without much. Um, well, Phil, this is how Phil got in trouble. This is why Phil is out because he spoke to Alan for the, he sat down, had a conversation. He claims it was off the record. The author says, absolutely not. It was not off the record. And Phil made himself the self-appointed players representative for this new Saudi Arabian tour. And he basically went at the PGA tour and it says in the bylines that you cannot do anything that will influence or injure the business of the PGA tour which is what Phil did. <laughs> he went right at him and was like, Hey, I want to build this tour up. The, the PGA tour does all these things that are wrong name and likeness. So it was almost like, almost like college football. They wanted the name and likeness to be able to go and sell the NFT. He wanted to sell NFTs like to big moments that like tiger or Phil's big championship moments, big pots or whatever, turn those into NFTs and go and sell that. And the player would keep the money, not the tour. I mean, this is, it, it's really in the weeds type stuff. But it is a remarkable moment that a guy at the age of 50 wins a major and he's not back to defend it, even in namesake, just to like have a ceremonial round or something because he'll never do it again. But Phil's voluntarily not playing in this tournament is stunning to me. It's not so stunning to me. (laughs) I think somebody tapped him on the shoulder and said, stay home. There's no need for you to play in this. I don't know who that person was. Probably the PGA. Probably, you know, that oh, I don't know. It might have been somebody else. Just oh, okay. Might have, right. might have been somebody else. Says stay home. But I want to play. Um, it's not a good idea. But I need the money. What if I win? Um, don't leave. Stay what home. would you put the odds? If I, if I told you Phil is having money problems, that the rumor of him selling his plane for money is true. Would you believe it? Well, there's rumors that he's having all kinds of problems, marital problems, right. and different things like that. And um, this guy know, is guys hard- that, that go through that situation have to make decisions, you know, that require who knows what. I, I mean, without knowing them and without specifically knowing people around them, I don't want to speculate, but right. I think anything's on the table. I mean, he could have money problems. He could have, you know, gambling problems. He could have marital problems. He could have a lot of things. And there's probably, you know, he's never been afraid to say things in front of a microphone or tell people stuff. And now there's a guy writing a book about gambling and and about stuff that may include his name and a lot of things. He's probably shitting his pants right now. I think there's a difference between the public fill and the private fill. Oh, without a doubt. In the gaming world, the gambling world has known the private fill for a very long time. Without and, a doubt. And the media, I mean, I remember back when I was young, I'm 45 right now. I remember when I was like in my early 30s, people would tell me Mickelson's a dick. And I'd go, wait, what? And they'd be like, yeah, he, he, the, like the, this like nice guy image that everybody thinks like, hey, that ain't Phil. Phil's not, Phil's a killer. Phil will take you for all your, you know, if he has a chance to, to bury you, he will bury you. I was like, well, don't all golfers have to have that killer mentality to be as good as they are? They're like, yeah, but 
it's a little bit of a different type of angle because he plays this character that everybody like he's the anti-tiger tiger's the killer the, the the guy goes after he doesn't talk to anybody he wants to destroy the world and phil has a lot of that in him but he, he doesn't let it on and i was like oh so i've always kind of known this and i came to vegas and people were like you know phil's a gigantic gambler right and i was like really They're like oh yeah he's a gigantic gambler like not crazy for him to have a half a million down on a football game. It's not that nuts. Like people will take their bets. The books love it because they'll take his bets like crazy. It's amazing to me that we're sitting here in 2022 and a, a, a year and a half ago, Tiger Woods was kind of like, you know, he just crashed his car. We didn't know if he's going to play anymore. Right. Didn't know if he's going to walk ever again. Right. And Tiger is playing in this tournament. Phil won this thing last year and Phil is not playing in this tournament. Life comes at you fast, bro. It's crazy. It's it's, it's, it's yeah. You would you wouldn't have bet that. Nope. <laughs> hey, wouldn't have bet Tiger's that. Gonna lose he lost his foot. That. Tiger's gonna lose his foot. He's not gonna walk again, right? right? Yeah. Phil wins the PGA in one year in 2022. Guess who's in the PGA and not in the PGA? Tiger is playing. Right. Phil is not. <laughs> what I told you, you're insane. Does Phil play any of the majors? I guess we can ask Dubsy when he comes on. Does he play any of the majors after this? No. He don't play. I think I think Phil is the going US to take Open? He's going to take the summer off. He disappears. Yes. He I think he's going to play the events the, the Saudi Tour. I think he's going to play those events and it's going to be I mean cuz they're wow. going to be you know how those guys roll. Those guys, you know, <laughs> they don't let anybody in who's not going to you ask the wrong question in that press conference, you don't get heard from again. So like they're going to be extremely cautious with who is in it's in London. So it's, it's away from an American press. Yeah. I think Phil is going to go on that tour. I mean, I think you got Sergio Garcia, you got Lee Westwood, uh, you know, a couple other guys, you know, older players are going to come in and they're going to play for money. It, it feels like the USFL back in the day, or it feels like XFL or like, right. you know, we're going to throw all this money at these guys and try to get the names. And then the fans are going to come when the names are going to be there. But Nah, not, I, I don't see it. All right, let's continue this with our guy. Yep. He's the host of Props Golf. The latest episode is out right now on Apple and Spotify, YouTube video as well for the Props YouTube channel. He is Mr. Dubsy on Twitter. Dubs, Matt, and Dave, how are you? Ba -ba Happy Tuesday, boys. It's major championship week. You know I get jacked up for this one. The PGA Championship. Everyone talking about big lefty Mickelson. Where, where, where? See you, lefty. We don't need you here. Look at some of these storylines we got shaping up. The big cat, baby. Back where he got it done in 2007. Scotty Scheffler trying to keep that run going. I don't think it's going to last. Jordan Spieth chasing the career grand slam at the majors. He looks to have found something. And you're throwing all these other young phenoms. Morris Kawa, JT, Cameron Smith. The list is abounding with talent. And here we are, guys, on a very tough golf course. I'm very jacked up for this one. If you wouldn't have expected that, you could have bet on Dubsy. Worked up for this one, boys. This is what gets me going in my life four times a year. And I'm talking about the majors, boys, wow. nothing else. Don't be nasty. All right. So let's <laughs> talk about the course. I got a bunch of questions, but the course itself, you are big Horses for courses. You talk about all the time on props yeah. golf. Uh -huh. What type of course is this? What type of player are you eyeballing? Who does well in this middle of the country, you know, farmland turned into a golf course? 
Well, look, boys, it is a very tough golf course. I wouldn't be shocked if the winning mark is only, you know, seven, eight under par Whoa. this week. There's a lot of, you know, there's these little creeks run all across the property, strategically placed bunkering. It's over 7,500 yards, which is, you know, a long track for the PGA Tour, but it's a par 70 this week. You've only got two par fives, both over 600 yards. I'll say it again, over 600 yards, boys. This is going to be an almighty test. And for these golfers, week to week, this is where they they uh, they really you know, shed the scoreboards on the par five. So you take that away from this week, they're going to have an almighty task. So look, don't don't fall in love with the distance. You've got to have good mid to long iron play, which is why I think Tiger Woods may struggle a little bit in that department. But the big thing to get it done this week, you need short game. You need to get up and down to stay in a hunt. The biggest defense at Southern Hills Country Club is around the greens. It pushes you towards the trouble. You're going to have to make some clutch up and downs. The rough is not that penal. It's pretty short around the greens this week, which is even tougher. You've got to have the most confidence in your short game to really clip it, get it clean. I mean, a guy like Victor Hovland, who's a little spotty with the wedges, I can't get behind that because that is an area that's absolutely going to be needed this weekend, especially if you're one of the last few groups there with a bit of pressure on those shoulders. Hmm. Could I Phil, ask you a question. Hold on, wait, 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 hold on. I just want, want to follow up real fast. Could uh, Phil, if Phil was in this, you just described a golf course that Phil would do well at. If Phil was playing, could Phil win this thing? If Phil had that imagination, that short game, which we've you know come to know from Phil, abs- well, that, that's that's a tough one for you to say that he could <laughs> prime Phil. If he if he turned up with what he had last year at Kiwa Island, yes, he absolutely could. I mean, Jordan Spieth is a guy who I'm not big on on some golf courses, and I think he plays it a similar way to Phil. I mean, he's all over the ballpark, gets up and down out of the ball, watch with these miraculous shots. You need that imagination, absolutely. You look at primetime Phil Mickelson, Jordan Spieth, and the way he plays it, not bad skill sets to have this week. Obviously, we did a show on Friday, talked about uh, working out, and we, we I got you on board with the Penguins after you called them little penguins. And, you know. <laughs> Mate, I was on board for one game. Now we're donezo. We're donezo. Please don't remind me. I know we're donezo. But you talked about, you know, working out and, 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 you know, you didn't work out the lower half and the yeah. calves and yeah. all the stuff. True story. Do we need long hitters this week at Southern Hills? Do we need working out? Is this, are you looking for bombers here? You, mate, you, you need, you need that Dave Sharapan lifestyle. You need to be down at 24 hour fitness, working on the teardrops, working yeah. on the baby cow. So you've got a bit of diesel off the tee this week. It's a long golf course, Dave. I am fading. Kevin Nars, Kevin Kisner's, anyone named Kevin down there in Tulsa, Oklahoma this week, the small ball specialist, this is not the week for them. Throw the clubs in, maybe go get a couple of $18 Michelob Ultras and watch Tiger Woods do his thing. Not the small ball this week. You need those baby cows. Yes, absolutely, Dave, absolutely. Mm. If the book that you're working with, whoever the audience may be betting with, has it up, betting Tiger to miss the cut, like it? Nah. I think it's going to play so tough. He can lean on that golf IQ and that grind just to get himself through the weekend. A lot of these young guys are so accustomed to these birdie shootouts. If if I'm not, you know, six under par through two rounds, I'm out of the golf event. Tiger Woods knows. Brooks Kepka used to be a bit of a specialist with this. At the majors, get yourself into the arm wrestle. This is a week where maybe two over, two over, you're going to make it through the weekend. Tiger Woods knows that better than anyone. He's still got the short game because we know that's all he practices out in the backyard. I just don't see him having enough diesel moving through to the weekend. It's great that he's, you know, practicing. He's out there doing his, you know, his, his match reps. But again, it's a different beast. Four days of competitive golf 
on a long golf course. It's not as you know as much undulation as Augusta, but it's going to be a very tough walk for him. So I see him making it through the weekend. I just don't see him being a factor. We hear uh, we hear a lot about usually with the PGA the weather and how hot it is and everything like this. Okay, it's heating up in Vegas, Dubsy. It's it's going to be over a hundred here. So we understand the heat out west, southwest. How much of the the weather is going to be a factor this week into your handicap and what we can look for, maybe even past the first two rounds and into the weekend? Yeah, look, I think, you know, at the majors, this is a week where you've got to look at the intangibles. Who's got that grit? Who's got the grind? It's going to play, you know, it's going to be hot down there. We we, we know that the Tulsa is going to bring that heat, baby, just like Sharapin late on a Saturday night at the tables. But I, I think the wind could be a bit of a factor. You, you need that shot making this week. So I'm looking at guys who, you know, can can play a variance of different shots, especially around the greens. A guy that stands out to me, Shane Lowry, he's got that experience. This is not going to be... You're bombing gouged. You know, go up there, hit it again, target golf. It's going to play firm, do the weather. It's going to play hard. You're going to get a lot of runoff. And some of these greens, you're going to miss a shot by, say, two or three yards. Not a bad shot. And you're going to end up 60 yards away from oh. the pin. And then you're trying to make up and down just to save par, just to save bogey. This is a week where bogey, it's not going to be a terrible score. The older guys with experience, they know that. Some of the young guys, they get a little antsy in their pantsy, like Will Zalatoris. Maybe that brings them undone. Oh, okay. So now you just talked about the guy I was going to ask you about. So last year, I, I got people, people in the golf world early in, I was like February said, Willie Z, the next three years will win a major. I was like, yeah. what? Like, yeah, Will is a Taurus in the next three years will win a major. And he's now, you know, he's played well, but at 41 to one, what do you make of Willie Z's chances? Can he thrive at this golf course he's got all the golf game in the world he's got the pop off the tee he's got the iron play looks like he's put on a couple of pounds as well but i mean he's been doing this for 12 months showing up at the tougher events contending and when you can't get it done that starts to build up a little scar tissue you start questioning yourself hey what am i doing wrong here if i get in the mix again am i, am I going to go backwards but again that's a good number for willie z and he doesn't have to be the front runner to win the event he can be in this one, you know, three or four shots back on a Sunday with no pressure. We know how streaky he is. He can tear up a very tough golf course like this one, shoot maybe a 64, 65, and win the event that way. So I think that number is too good to pass up. Willie Z, I mean, you look for pedigree. This guy is sensational. I've been saying the same for myself. He's going to get a breakthrough win on the PGA Tour. It still hasn't come 12 months later, but he's got to be, he's, he's keep knocking on that door. Too much talent, too much skill. I don't like him to be the front runner. That's a good number. I could I could see him getting it done on Sunday. Dubsy, a lot of times in the book, um, you know, when we would take these bets on on guys, you would always hear it's not going to be a first-time winner. It's not going to be yeah. a first-time winner. You heard that for the other ones, especially like the US Open and the the Open Championship. But this was the one that you would take shots with guys that it would be their first major. Is that is that um, kind of misunderstood or is this the one, the PGA championship that it happens more often than not? Yeah, that's an interesting one, Dave. I mean, at the majors, it's so tough to get yourself in the mix and then get it done. I mean, this is one of the strongest fields we get all season long. Can, can, can it be a first time winner? I think it's very unlikely. I, I think it's someone who's been knocking on the door. I think it could be a first time major winner. I mean, there's only okay. a small sample size of guys capable 
of doing that. Willie Z is one. Cameron Young, who's a, you know, a triple-digit bolter mm. for this week. Uh, there's not many in the field who have the, the skill set to get themselves in the event late on a Sunday and then have that sort of, you know, that mindset, that mental fortitude to go on with the job. I mean, it, it would be special stuff. Willie Z, Cameron Young, they're probably the only two. Who I'd is Scheffler a fade? Look, mm. th- when you say fade, Dave, I don't see him winning the event, but I don't okay. see him missing the cut either. Like, to, to give you context, okay. Four wins from the last eight. He tells us this is his favorite golf course on the planet. He's now throwing out the first pitch of the baseball. But what I turn it back to at the Masters, he was the world number one going into that, but he also had the Tiger Woods side show. The media weren't asking, Scotty, what's it like? You're the man to beat. This is your turn to lose. Now he is front and center, the mm. man to beat. This is his turn to lose on his favorite golf course, all this and that and a bag of chips. So I don't think that's going to help him, that extra pressure, getting all sentimental. And look, we've seen runs like this in the past. DJs, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, he's riding, you know, with house money, if you will, but the golf swing, it's not the best. If his timing goes out the window and he starts to feel a bit of that pressure, watch out. The, the feet are all, they're, they're moving the around like Freddie Flintstone out there. <laughs> not the best. Brother Dan in the chat, Sherapan says, it's election day in Pennsylvania. I wrote in Dubsy for governor. So well, you have, it's you interesting. Have, can he do up. that too? It's interesting. <laughs> that up. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a it's been a long thought process of mine to make a bit of a political stance until they uh, you know dug a little deeper. I'd probably sink to the floor there. But you know, that's that's one of the great things about this country, boys. Whenever I show up to a party, if it's with the boys at golf or whoever it may be, I love throwing a couple political statements out there. I know absolutely nothing, boys. I don't know what's what's left wing, right wing. I thought it was a TV show back in the day. I wouldn't be the man for the job, boys. That's called for the sure. West, it was called the West Wing. <laughs> but that's go. fine. Yeah. Sports, <laughs> betting would be legal. Sports betting would be legal across the board because I'm sick yeah. of going to see a couple of these dodgy bookies on a Tuesday morning with their pit bulls when I've got to pay up, boys. It scares the life out of me. We need sports betting legal across the board. And it's coming in Cali at some point in the future. All right, are you buying the Rory McIlroy hype here? You can get a FanDuel. Him to come in the top 10 is plus money at the moment. Rory's played very well over the last year or so. Are you in on Rory for this event? I'm in, boys. Minus 125 for a top 20. People say he can only do the good backdoor finish. We saw him find something at the Masters. He is great when he's got confidence. He's got it. Found it at the Masters, backed it up there at the Wells Fargo, and he is good on a golf course where you've got to work the ball both ways off the tee. Not all these guys can do it. He does it, and it gets him out of his own way. He's not thinking about golf swing. He's thinking about playing golf, and when that's that's Rory, fantastic. I think he's got one of the best moves on the PGA Tour and raw talent, second to none. I'd love to see Rory be a factor here. Again, I think he's a little up top between the years. He's an overthinker, so we don't want to see him as the front runner. But we'd absolutely love to see him there just coasting two or three shots back moving into Sunday. And he can absolutely pounce. It's been a long time coming for Roy McElroy. Getting back in the major winner's circle, it'd be fantastic. But so many young guys, boys, coming in with form like Roy McElroy. It's an absolute who's who. That was the last one for me, brother. <clears throat> all this golf is great and all this other stuff. Pete Rott went to baseball yesterday and bet a little bit. He's groaning, whining, complaining. I know you're going to keep an eye on the basketball game tonight. We came dressed, you know, like we're going to South Beach. We wore the aqua and the teal and all this stuff. Celtics Heat. Who's winning that series, Dubsy? Look, boys, I always thought Jimmy Jimmy Buckets had a bit of a chip on the shoulder. I didn't like him, but you can't fold him. I mean, the boys just lock it down. 
You'll be, you'll be flat out getting 90 points over those boys. Eric Spolstra, he knows what he's doing. Jimmy Buckets, he got that swagger. He got that South Beach Miami swagger like a young dubsy at his prime wearing the white jeans and loafers. Miami, baby. You know how we do. Try to think. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you know show's called Bostonian. <laughs> wrong. All right. So last one before we let you go here. And, oh, and, boys, oh, boys. I, no, no, no. Yeah. Sorry. No, I take it all back. Boston yes. for the W. There, there you go. go. <laughs> Let's go. Dubsy for the duck. Smart, smart man. Well, you're already booked for next week on Tuesday. Uh, Good thinking. Good thinking. Yeah, exactly right. So before I, I don't want to have you give away all your plays. I want the audience to go listen to props golf and listen to F. everything in, in your whole breakdown and watch it as well here on, on the props YouTube channel. So if you want your full breakdown of the card, they can do that. But is there a head to head that you like that you're eyeballing over four rounds that you like? Yeah, look, I'm going to throw one out there. Matt Wolf taking up uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Now, Matt Wolf, very erratic, but on a longer, tough golf course, he's good. You can get him at plus money. And the question mark surrounds for Bryson is injury. I mean, he's only just picked up the driver the last week or so. So he's got every chance of teeing up on Thursday. That score is nasty. That score in his it's hand not good. is nasty. It's not good. And I don't yeah. like his golf game at the best of times with what he's doing you know, off the golf course. So I think Matt Wolf over Bryson DeChambeau plus money. I'd be surprised if Bryson makes it through to Friday, let alone through the weekend. That's a good little heads-up matchup. And that's the beauty of Props Golf Boys. We're doing it twice weekly, the live action. This is going to be a great event to target after 36 holes. It's going to be a very congested leaderboard. A lot of guys still in the mix here. I think we're going to have 20 names moving into Saturday with a realistic chance to win this one. And in events like this where the field is so strong, the book doesn't know anything, but give us some fat numbers for some of these other guys, boys, and watch out for the other guys. Do you like, if you could find it, DeChambeau to miss the cut. Do you think I he do. misses the cut? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely do. I, I, I think the books will probably uh, you know protect themselves on that one. But yeah, I can't see him making the cut. Despite it being a long golf course, he has not been practicing. I don't like the rest of his golf game. Again, more undulation this week, boys. Short game is key. What does Bryson not have? It's definitely <laughs> the short game. You look at that action on him. Right. He, he ain't picking that thing up off a tight lie. There is no way in hell, boys. You've got to be absolutely dialed in and have the utmost confidence with the wedges this week. It ain't big, bad Bryson, baby. Curls for the girls has been That's referenced. It. I've, yeah. heard that yeah. I've heard that before. <laughs> Sarah Penn's got me on a new weight regime. I'm going to start doing the legs. I'm going to have the upper body to match. I'm going to be built like big, bad Brooksy Kefka, boys. That's what oh. it's all about. Teardrops, oh. the seps. You know how we governor, governor, governor Dubsy, Saturday, <laughs> curls for up. girls. I mean, I can't get enough of it. Hey, hey, people say work the legs a little bit, would you? <laughs> hey, Sharapin, people say what a dangerous time it is. Greg Norman running the Lift Saudi Golf League. Can you imagine if Dubsy was running the country? Oh, oh. Germany Christmas. Oh. Wowzers, boys. <laughs> Dubsy, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you for coming on. Best of luck on the plays at the PGA this coming weekend. Thank you, gentlemen. Props Golf twice weekly. Let's go. At Mr. Dubsy on Twitter to follow Dubsy there. Props Golf is up oh. at the moment right now for oh. the pre-flop breakdown of the field. And then Dubsy, as he mentioned, he does a Friday night into the third and fourth round. So it's a two-time-a-week podcast that we're doing with Props Golf with Dubsy. He's been doing a phenomenal job. He's all energy, Fantastic. super, super entertaining to listen to the guy oh. rant and rave about golf, but get all of his plays coming up. I like that DeChambeau fade a lot. And I was thinking about the exact same thing for me. I just, What's I'm not wrong very, with his hand? I didn't see his hand. He had surgery on his hand to repair uh, a torn ligament in his thumb. 
Okay. So you saw the scar. He puts it out. He's been doing. Oh, it. I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, through the whole rehab on 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 Instagram, he's been putting pictures up as to the scar and development, grabbing the club, and you know, he just he 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 likes to share. He's a right. quirky, weird dude, but I don't like him on golf courses like this. You start talking about tight lies and having to be accurate around the green and right. having a, a dynamic short game. That is not what that guy has. Yeah. So yeah, I I I do like that a lot. I like that fade. Of Deshambo a lot. I like Matthew Wolf. He can be streaky too, though. I, I but I, but I mean, Dubsy likes the likes the matchup. And then if Bryson misses the cut and Matthew Wolf makes the cut, you win. So that's why I like four round head to heads for that reason. If you've got a golfer who's questionable to make the cut, so I I, I do like that. And every book is different. That's one of the things about golf betting. Every book puts up different head head <clears throat> excuse me head to heads and different. Uh, in, in different pricing on those head to heads as well. So you can shop yeah. around and, and, and find different, different numbers. All right, let's get to the game tonight. I'm wearing the hat for the Celtics, Miami <laughs> minus two against Boston in game. Number one, you're wearing the Florida stuff. So I'm guessing you're going heat. I'm not going anything. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. Yeah, I have no, I mean, I really don't know. I think the Celtics are going to win the series, but yeah, I don't know about this game one. I really, I like under. That's my favorite play of everything Good. of this of this game. Um, this will be an in gamer for me. I can't wait to see how it goes. But this I is think, the third lowest total, by the way, for a Celtics game this year. Third lowest. Mm-hmm. The other two, what did they do? Up against Cleveland, back-to-back games, the home away, Cleveland Cavaliers, 199 and 201. Both games went under. Yeah, it's got to be an underplay. That's my favorite play. Um, if Miami's going to win a game of these first two, I'd like them to win tonight rather Agreed. than to win game two. I would I mean? rather Miami win tonight so I can hammer Boston in game two. Miami wins tonight. Boston wins game two. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I agree a, to, that. to me. To I'm me, just wondering what the it, line will be. Two? Probably be the same. Yeah. Same exact line. Your books are, you, we, we know this now. Know if they're going through the playoffs. The I know, but like <laughs> now it might be one. Oh. Like it'll be interesting to see. I love the, because I still. You know, I'll text a couple guys. We'll trade numbers back and forth or whatever and say, what do you think? What do you think? You won't have to do much with this one. It'll be the exact same or a point or a half a point less, I think, unless something happens. I mean, again, we got we to gotta see injuries and all that other stuff, but everything's staying level. Line will be the same. Boston win game two. What if Boston wins tonight? I mean, I, I, I have a weird thing in my head that it's like a 95-80 win for Boston. 95 to 80. What a terrible basketball game. What are you serious? That's the mm-hmm. low. It's 175 points. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I mean, the first matchup in Probably Miami was that the, the first matchup in Miami was that score. 95 to 80. It was in that Ugh. range. Yeah, oh it, it was. I'll tell you the, the, the exact score in the first that's, game because it was super awesome. low scoring. It went over right. the total was 213. Uh, and it went under. It went under by. Let's see. Wow. The first game of the series was ninety five seventy eight. Under went under by forty and a half points. Two thirteen and a half was the was the the number. Boston won ninety five seventy eight under by forty. Wow. 
I, if Boston gets off the plane with the same cojones as they just played in game seven and on a different team, I get it. But if the confidence level is the same and there's no emotional letdown, like everybody's saying, and it benefits them to play the next day and not cool off. Right. Miami's been sitting for five days. Right. You see it in the NHL playoffs a lot. We don't Without see it in, a the, doubt. in the NBA playoffs all that much, but you're sitting, you're sitting, you're sitting, you're getting all comfy and warm. And all of a sudden this team that just came off of a seven game series gets off the plane and they smack you and you have no idea what to do. And you're like, Oh no, they're, they're on a different playoff level than we are. We got to get up to their level. That's why Miami would win game two because they would shake off the cobwebs and be like, all right, we got to fight and they'll go win game two. But in game one, they get the tar beat out of them because the team that gets off the plane has been playing that level of, of, of basketball. The intensity level is different. Celtics first half. That sounds like a Celtics first half, but if that's the narrative, right? I, the other narrative is emotional letdown. You can't get back up again because you just thrown Giannis. You have a crazy game where Grant Williams shoots 23s and you're like, so crazy. I and saw you go, that one again. I couldn't believe it. You go, oh, okay. You exhale. And then you go into Miami where they're awesome at home and Miami kicks the tar out of the, out of the Celtics and they win the game 95-75, 95-80. And that sounds like a heat first half, but correct. So I don't know what to do with the side. I, I'm with you. I Bob. really don't. This the side, this the side's tough for tonight. I, I, I'm just going to sit back and wait and see who wins game one and then fire on the other side for game two. But I mean, does this game have the 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 crazy runs or or the significant runs that the games against Milwaukee did? Like, can no. you take plus eight on both sides in this game? Yes. Are we going to have big swings? No. I mean, because if it's a low scoring game, I don't think we will. It's going to be it's going to be a grind. This whole series is going to be a grinder. Like, this is it not is be, right. It's not going to be fun basketball. This, no, this like is I, not I, I feel like plus six. On Could each be side would be the max like we might be able to get. Like, I don't think anybody's going to get out to a 15-point lead and then come back. Well, I think Boston could if they're knocking down threes. And then if Boston goes cold, that's how it swings back the other way. I mean, Boston's got to hit threes. I mean, every team's going to play the same way in right. terms of basically taking away the driving lanes for Tatum and Brown. If you don't, you're going to, like as I said yesterday, you're opening yourself up to a 50-point game for Jason Tatum. Like, you can't let him go and get really going. So you need the three point shot to not fall. You need Pritchard and Williams and Brown and all the other, you know, role players, Horford and whatnot to Jack threes and go like 10 for 40 from behind the arc. And then that if they start hot and then cool off, that's how you get the major swings where Boston goes up by 15 and then Miami comes all the way back. So you could get it depending on what Boston's doing. You know, they generally have one good shooting half and one bad shooting half. Hmm. I think if they get a big lead, man, it's going to be tough for Miami to come back. But it is Jimmy Butler. Okay. He is a guy who can say, get on my back and watch me go. There, there will be a Jimmy Butler game in this series. Right. But when is it? What game? When does it happen? Right. I just think Udoka's got this team playing at such an amazing defensive level. I don't think, I mean, Tyler hero can go off and hit his threes and do it his thing. But like just from a natural raw scoring ability, I don't think Miami's got enough firepower. Yeah. For Ugh. a seven game series, we I mean, know one game. Yeah. But over a seven game series, I, I just think Boston's got more weapons. They've got more offense to, to throw at the heat. And look, I know Spolstra is an incredible coach and has, you know, people have, 
championed him for the Hall of Fame, and he very well might be in the Hall of Fame one day. But I think Udoka's done just an, an, a, a masterful job with this team. Right. Halftime adjustments. I mean, he coached circles around. I mean, the, the Nets were clueless. Steve Nash had no idea what to do. <laughs> Budenholzer would, was better, but still got beat, I think, coaching-wise. Well, they hit the shots. I mean, again, right. it was. I mean, they got to a seventh game. It wasn't. They didn't right. lose because of coaching. They lost because they lost the seventh game. And well, what's coaching? They gave up the shots. The I mean, yeah, they 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 said yeah. go ahead. They kept, they dared Grant Williams to take twenty three. Kept making them. <laughs> he just he just made them. <laughs> he just kept like just, them. If you make them, we go home. Well, he made enough of them. Bucks go home. Yeah, That's I mean, coaching. I guess if if forced, I would take. I would think I would take the Heat tonight, like pregame. I don't love it, and I'm not forced. So, so I'll okay. So, so the live chat we get, we reference the live chat on YouTube all the time for you guys yep. watching on Sports Good. When I look down, that's what I'm doing. I'm reading the live chat. So, two, two things that jump at me. One, Stevie Max says I have no respect for the Miami Heat. I don't think I, I don't think it's no respect. I think I think we've overlooked them for a while, but I just don't believe in the Miami Heat. If you want to say that lack that's lack of respect, then okay. But like, I think if Embiid is healthy, the Sixers are in this series, not the Heat. So. I mean, the first two games, they went down 2-0 without Embiid, and it was just, that was it. Like, it, that's a huge hole to come back from, from a, for a team that's built around one player. So, like, I, I, I just can't really, I don't know. I, I, I can't buy into that, personally, that the Heat have enough firepower to go to the NBA Finals. They're the one seed. They've got home court. But they also are minus 175 dogs in this series for reasons we went over yesterday. So, that's one. And, and, and two, SoCal DGen. Good stat. Heat under Spolstra, 16 and 2 ATS as conference opponents with Tony Brothers officiating, which he is tonight. Man, these referee stats are they're real. been holding true pretty good. And they're real. Although, I mean, what was funny, we talked about the fact on the show that in game seven, they were or game six, they were sending um What's his name uh, to, to, to ref the game? Um, Scott, Foster. Scott Foster to ref the game. And then they pulled him out last second, right? The guy that they replaced Scott Foster with Boston was 10 and 0 straight up with him on the court. <laughs> so people said like Foster was there to end the series and they pulled him out and they put this, <laughs> and they put the other guy in to extend the series. Oh, <laughs> if you believe this conspiracy nonsense, but Buck fans do. So lines painted two right now. And it's Makes two sense. and a half in a couple places. Uh down two and a half while we're going up. Wow. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. I don't hate it. I mean, again, I think we'll know early. I, I think you're right about the first half. We'll know early. Boston gets off the plane and they're just like, look out. This thing could be over fast. Just depends on how they play. I think it's just going to be the ultimate grind. This is going to look like East Coast basketball, Eastern Conference basketball did back in the 90s. And I love it for Boston. I think that's great. I would rather play that style for the way Boston plays right now. I think that's great because eventually the shots will fall. So right. it's, if you can keep the game close, 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 right. get, to the, get to the fourth quarter right. and let the talent take over, I especially, love Boston. Especially on the road, right? Yes, yeah, like, I love this, Boston like, to do that. Yep. Right. This is... This is right in their wheelhouse to play like like an NHL game. We would call that you got to play a perfect road game. 
Right. They're fine playing this as as the road game. And then when they go back to Boston, they can hit the threes and get the crowd yes. involved and do all that. So you can they can play both styles. My I don't think Miami can play that up tempo style or or trade threes. They're not going to do that. They're going to keep it ugly and in the muck and all the other stuff. Be good, man. Be it's 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 gonna be uh it's gonna be different, but it's gonna be good. Let's go to hockey. Yep. Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting matchup here. Yes. Some would say it should be an Eastern Conference final preview. Instead, it's not into the second round here, but yep. minus 160 for the Florida Panthers in game one. Really? Doesn't I, this seem a little heavy? Of course it does. I don't know. I, I Again, I might be missing something, but we, we talked about it briefly yesterday. I'm still on board today. Um, I got Vasilevsky, you got Bobrovsky, and you're laying the juice. That's a fine. lot, a lot that's, of juice. That's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> a lot it's, of juice. It's, I like my spot, but I, I'm trying to figure out how this game plays out because we saw Tampa lock down Toronto when they had it was a it was a game seven, and the ref the refs didn't call anything. True, but. Same thing happened in game six. Like they did, they can play that game. Florida just played a whole series like that against Washington, but it was Washington. It wasn't Tampa. I think this might be a penalty-filled game. Uh, I mean, the overjuice is six and a half. No, over. it's seven now, right? Isn't everyone seven? Everyone's painted six and a half. Okay, I bet that last night. So. Yeah. Six and a half over minus 30, 35. Disgusting. 30, like at some point. It's just, pathetic, right? I mean, I mean, please write, it's pathetic, right? This, this is pathetic. I don't know what the fear of the seven is. I mean, FanDuel's at seven. Right now, that's good. Are they really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. I would just go to seven. Like, I, what are you for, afraid of pushing a Stanley Cup playoff game? Like, what's the big deal? I mean, what's I, I, the, the juice? Is it deterrent? Is it not like you're just a regular better? Like, the do you, under, are you excited the under, about under seven, Tampa Bay, Florida at Fandle is minus 140. That pisses me off. Anyone taking over six and a half minus 130, that pisses me off. Like, I don't like this juice movement as to like where the books, they don't feel comfortable with this game. What it tells me is they're confused and nervous about the last two games between Florida and Tampa, which both games flew over in the series against Toronto. Every game, but one went over against Montreal. The, 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 the games against Washington, it was three over the last five, three to two to the over against Washington, but six, they had most of the games landed six, just not seven. So it was right there on the, on the fringe of going. And then now we're talking about if it's a penalty field game, these power plays are going to have a chance, but Brodsky's going to see how many power plays that's not good for Florida. Well, Florida can't go in the penalty box. They have to mm. find a way to keep this like, cause Tampa, um, I don't know if it's the best, but it's top three in hockey and power plays. And how how is this game low scoring? I just I just don't see it. I just can't. The, uh, the way these teams play, their firepower, their offense, their power plays, the goaltenders that they're facing, like 
This is 3-3 in the third period to me. Feels that way. It feels that way. I, I would use – I like Vandal's number. I would use seven, and if we push, we push. But I'd let you bet under uh, all you want. You, right. you can have the under. That's fine. Bet under. Um, this could be 6-3. This could be – I mean, there's – It could be 2-1, too. Nah. Could, I'm telling I just, you. I know. I, I just don't, I don't see think it. In the first game in the series, I don't think so. As the series goes on, I think maybe get more discipline. But, I mean, you're establishing space the first game. The hype in Florida, I mean, it, it's going to be, you know, they, they're they all mad down in South Florida. You guys listen to the show. You can, you know, tweet at us or whatever. But, like, you know, I was texting with um, Joe Ranieri, a friend of mine who's down there, and mm-hmm. we did a show with him on SportsGrid yesterday. He's like, they put the games on the same day. Oh, for the Heat and the oh, – yeah, The yeah, Heat yeah. and the Panthers are on the same day. And they're about 45 minutes apart, he said, from building to building. But it dilutes <laughs> it dilutes the audience. Just shows you how like the sport fans are the, the, the sports fans down there that it's just a finite number that right. they'd, be, they'd be that angry. Because in New York, they wouldn't give a flip. In New York, Philly, Boston, Chicago, they wouldn't give a flip. That's I said, I said, Joe, they're different fans. He's like, no, he's like, you know, you you want to watch one thing, the NHL. I guess the heat asked the or the the Panthers asked the Heat. The NBA and the NHL talked about scheduling them on off nights or something. Or putting right. the NHL, and the NHL was like, "We're putting the games on. They're on every other night. You guys pick and choose when you want." Like I, I it was funny because I, I heard that's fair. I mean, I, I, I mean, that's look at. I mean, the the NHL is feeling themselves a little bit, right? I mean, you got the ESPN backing now. They're on all over the place. Yeah. I, I've seen more games on sports bars when I've walked around. No doubt. And I've seen more hockey games in Vegas on sport on on TV. I've been and like, the nights oh, aren't even oh. on. No, and the people who are putting hockey games on. I'm like, oh, okay. So we got hockey because they can find the damn things now. <laughs> they aren't buried in some ridiculous USA or NHL Network or something, <laughs> some clown show network. They actually have legitimate sports channels now, carrying and talking hockey all of a sudden. So the you know, I, I don't know, I'm not going to blame the NHLs for feeling like they got some big balls here to throw on a table and be like, what are you going to do? We'll go up against you. We're good. And frankly, Florida versus Tampa in the state of Florida is more entertaining than Miami, Boston. So I don't blame them. Product wise, it will be. I mean, both games should be good, but in a different style, right? Like, I don't know. The Florida, the Florida Tampa game is these guys legitimately do not like each other. You don't have to build up a hatred in a series that happens naturally. Yep. They already are looking to take somebody's head off. They already are looking to win this game in the least number of games possible. There's going to be pushing and shoving after every whistle. There's going to be good, good goaltending. There's going to be, there's going to be a lot, everything you could ask for. I hope it lives even close to what I think it's going to be, but I think it's appointment watch television. I tonight I'm liking over and again, I think it's a split. So if Florida wins tonight, Tampa will win game two. If Tampa wins tonight, Florida wins game two. More on that and better to book it. Uh, Let's go to the second game tonight. Boy, St. Louis, I think, is up against it against Colorado. This This is tough. Stylistically, this is little brother playing the same style as big brother, and I think big brother's got a bat waiting for the blues. I don't like I just did wager talk before the show. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I was on with president. He said to me, do you know who had more goals between these two teams? I said, I guess the way you're asking me, it was St. Louis. 
He said, yes. So do you know how had a better power play percentage? Oh, yeah. St. Louis is number two in the league. Better. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know had better penalty killing percentage? St. Louis. Oh. And I was like, wow, really? I said, so you did your, you did all this work. You found all these numbers. Are you going to bet St. Louis? He said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. What are you crazy? I said, I said, so what are you telling me all these numbers for? He's like, I just wanted to see what you'd say. Yeah, it's fun for the math. It's fun, right? It well, is. It's just a math equation. You're looking at it going like, oh, after all that, yeah, I'm not betting on St. Louis. How do you do it? How do you do it? You you want to look for a reason to take them. The series price is minus four dollars. They're only plus one eighty tonight. Like what's going on here? Like there's something. So now that gives me that gives me pause. I would be in the book, going, okay, this don't add up because usually the game one price is closer to the series price, and it's not. It's drastically different. Just like the Heat and the Celtics are. So I'm wondering, what am I missing? What do I miss? I don't know. If the Blues, I, I, if the Blues are going to win a game, it's tonight. Maybe. It's 5-3. That's the final. Over. 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 One, one of the two. It's 5-3 and somebody. I mean, that's, you know, I'll be stunned if we're not getting eight goals in this game. St. Louis does not play defense. And Colorado feasts. thirty. Yeah, it's the same bet. Over six and a half minus 130. Parlay both overs? No. Can't. You could, but I don't like it. In particular, I, I'm more confident on this over than I am Tampa, Florida. I agree. This I agree. game is flying over. The Tampa, Florida game, because we've seen the two teams that sometimes when they hate each other, they actually play tighter defensively, that there's not as many you know, open breaks and you're not playing as loose. You're tighter. You're nervous. So the game has the tendency to lean towards the under. But this game, <laughs> no. <laughs> is this the... Is this the um... The one where we do like the pile on, like I like to call it, where we go go in the first 10 minutes, over in the first period, over in the game. I like it. Sure. Where we can – because I love to – I mean, I, I, I've said this for years. I mean, when you see opportunities where like this is the way your, your handicap looks, feels, whatever, rather than kind of put it all in on one, one thing, game. Yeah, you can, you know, to use your – your term that's probably going to be in my head now for a day or two death by a thousand cuts will might you know get you here slice you here slice you here and do that because the prices are somewhat affordable and you can get multiple things and you know you go two out of three you still win mm. if the game falls four two you don't get the game over but the first period scores three nothing you know so Ladder it too. You, you can some books will let you do first period over over a half a goal, over one and a half goals, over two and a half goals. Oh, you can ladder it. Oh, so I bet all three, and then if you get a two, I mean it's really rare to see a two one first period is really rare. But with the way these teams are going to come out flying, you know, if, if it's zero zero after one, you're screwed. But you know, if, then then you come back and bet the in game hammer the over the over the second period. If that happens in this game, second period, hammer the over. Right. If it was our book, what would you use this number for the total? Seven? hundred percent. Every game, every game against these teams, three games have been played, nine goals. I think it's it's eight or nine goals have been scored in all three games. In both buildings. In both buildings. Three three matchups. It's been like five four, five three, six four, something like that. 
Hmm. Goalies are the same too. Yep. Right. We got it. We got it. I don't like. I don't like either one of them. This is. This would be. I mean, Colorado had a great start. Sweep Nashville. A couple close games, but this is. This is more than just a game now. Every game they play, they're building to get that cup. They're building. To, have you seen that commercial? By the way, we want the cup when they yeah. when they chant it. It's yeah. so good. You ever been a part of that chant? We want mm-hmm. the cup. My God, it's just it's it's electrifying when you're in that building and you start that chant or that somebody starts it and you chime in. I love I love that commercial. I don't <laughs> like seeing my Penguins now. Like they want another one. <laughs> Like, can they change now the teams that are they're showing in a commercial? I don't want to see well, that anymore. Well, I mean, you still have Malkin and Crosby until they retire. You still have that core, so. I don't know. I heard they're blowing it up. Ooh. What does blowing it up mean? That between Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, they're not going to all three be back. Oh, my. I'm working That's, on getting somebody like right. in Pittsburgh to talk, maybe come talk about that. All right. That's a, that's a, wow. Yeah. It's the beginning right. of the end. Berth Roethlisberger, now Crosby might be out. Wow. I don't know if I'm going to recognize I think, Pittsburgh sports. I think he's going <laughs> to stay. I think okay. they'll be the, he'll be the one that they say, all right, but sounds like Malkin and Latang or one or the other are gone. Huh? Man, if Bergeron for Boston retires, and Crosby were to retire. Roethlisberger, reti- I mean, we're talking about a really changing of the guard in terms of like your faces of the franchises in those in those cities. For sure, that's that's. A, I mean, and those are big shoes to fill. Mm. Like you got to change everything. They're Hall of Fame. You don't just replace Hall of Famers. No, I mean, these are these are franchises. These are guys with statues outside the building. Like <laughs> you don't just replace these guys. Like it's definitely a, you know, it's it's. The it's, Patriots after Brady. It's what the Steelers are going to look like. Both Rossesberger coming up this season. Mitch Trubisky years, baby. We're getting ready. I still can't believe your quarterback is Mitchell Trubisky. Not funny. Stop laughing. I love it. <laughs> Not it's my oh, I love it. Mitchell Trubisky. I love it. <laughs> I can't wait till we make the playoffs. I'm going to have a Mitchell Trubisky jersey. Are we putting money behind this? I don't know yet. I gotta do, see. Do we, I gotta do, we, do, we do, do we want to bet this? Because I will be taking at the window. My window's open. I know. I got. I got to. <laughs> you want to? You want to bet that the Steelers will make the postseason in the AFC this year? I don't know. I'm. I'm all in. All right. We'll see. Mitchell Trubisky years, baby. Whew, that's no. It is not happening. <laughs> It is not happening. And and the more that I watch Kenny Pickett with gloves on, the weirder he looks. Oh. The weirder and stranger. I'm like, man, I don't know. <laughs> I talked to somebody yesterday. They're like, is he wearing the gloves all the time? And I said, I think so. Like, why? Right. I don't and get it. You heard his hands are small. And they're like, yeah, but it's not even cold out. And it's, I'm like, it's May. Like, what are you doing? I don't get it. This was somebody at home in Pittsburgh. It was so funny. I was just like, oh, my God. This is going to be a question. Everybody's going to be asking, why is he wearing two gloves? I can't answer. It's odd. I mean, it's just, that's the only other thing I can describe it of is just odd. Just, just hand the ball off and don't throw interceptions. We'll be fine. I don't care if you were one or glove or two, just throw it to the right color team. That's all. 
Najee right, Najee left. A lot of run. A lot of run. A lot of runs. <laughs> Don't turn the ball over. Najee, go straight, please. Man, I, I just I want to see if your defense gets any better. Also, that's a huge question for the Steelers. Can they stop anybody? Oh, we'll find out. I don't know. We, 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 we got time to talk about that. We're, are we, we do. doing the Steelers today? We're not doing the Steelers today. Are no, we? we're doing the Chiefs today. So oh, okay. We'll, right. we'll stay in the AFC West. All right, a couple of quick baseball questions for you before we yes. get to football. So the Reds are 22-14-1 this year to the over. 22-14-1. That's good. To the over. Yeah. Today, they take on the Guardians. Total is eight and a half. How do we feel about offense today for the Reds and the Guardians? I ask this because I lean under in this game and I didn't bet it. Really? Yeah, because, well, you look at the way the Reds have played over the last two games, 3-1-1-0. They beat the Pirates 4-0. They beat the Pirates 8-2. Lost to the Pirates 3-1-1-0. They're on three of the last four games have gone under for the Reds. Oh. But the Reds have been 22, 14, and one to the over. So it's like, all right, let's see, let's see how Dave feels about the Guardians game here. Ooh. Four and 17, the Reds are straight up on the road. Overton against Plesak. Overton's been good, though. 1.59 ERA. Plesak, 4.68. Man, oh, man. I mean, if you'd have put this on a list of things, of games that we would be talking about. And I saw the top of the rundown with you lamenting about betting on baseball. <laughs> and now you're like a masochist. You want to punish yourself. No, no, no. I'm not betting this. I'm just breaking. This oh, down. Okay. I, I, I'm just oh. breaking this down as to just what oh. we think about the game. I'm not betting. I'm like, this. this. Are you really betting? No, this? no, no, you really no, no, no. Like this you really like punishment. Like no, this is just, I, I just, I figure let's put a little baseball in the rundown just to have right. a couple, couple game conversations in case folks want to bet baseball. And so, because th- th- there are people that really hate hockey. So whenever oh. we talk, whenever we hot, you like the over. I like the over in this game. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to stick with 22, 14, and one to the over. Plesak, Overton. The guy's name has over in it. Overton. <laughs> over. Are you seriously going to handicap this game based upon someone's last name? Over. <laughs> yes. I'm going to bet under on a game with a guy named Overton pitching and they're 22, 14 and one. <laughs> I'm not so doing bad. it. It's I'm not so doing bad. it. I'm not doing it. All right. One more. Yesterday we were talking about the Mets and the Cardinals. Yeah. They got but the game out. got rained out. Yeah. So we're back on this here with Mikolas going against Williams. Number is now flat. It's minus one away in both sides at some books at FanDuel is minus one away both sides. Yeah, they got away with one yesterday. Who wins this game? St. Louis. Okay. St. Louis. Whoa, wait. They switched the did they switch the pitching matchup? It's game one oh. of a doubleheader. Oh. Game one is Mikolas Williams. Game two is the the game that was supposed to be today. Is Walker. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me see. Pitching matchup. There we go. Matt's Walker. Oh, I like the Mets in game two. Okay. So, so like Cardinals, Cardinals game one, Mets game two. Yeah, right now. Yeah, they already did. The wise guys already bet it. It's flying. It Cardinals are favored. Oh, minus one eleven. 
Oh, okay. Well, offshore minus one fifteen in one place, and it's still minus one hundred eight. It's it. minus one ten at FanDuel, minus one hundred six on the Mets. So, yeah, they didn't get to play yet. They played it out out west. They played it here in Vegas. Michaelis, that's the play. St. Louis. By the way, Reds and Guardians under. Uh, it's now eight. It's come down. It was eight and a half this morning. Now it's eight. Really? Yep. So the the, the moves to the under that game your Overton breakdown. <laughs> it's the under. Rockies, was it yesterday? Rockies went over, right? Over 12? Sensatella? Uh, what was yeah. the final score yesterday? Yeah, it went seven, over. 7-6 went over. Yeah. Yeah. Reds. It's warming up in Colorado, so you can start eight, with that. Hit over, over. Eight over, eight and a half under. It's split between the two. There's some eight and a half unders. Zach, Zach the Hat saying, what happened to the birds and the bad support, Mr. Consig? <laughs> he was wearing Florida gear. He can't, can't I, be wearing it again. I wore it yesterday. I, I'll, I'll be back, Zach. Don't worry. I can't wear the same stuff. Is Zach a Cardinals fan in the, in, in, in the UK? How is a St. Louis Cardinals fan? People are everywhere. The They're everywhere. Oh gosh. Your baseball fans everywhere. There's fans of sports all over the place. I know. We've got English matter. soccer fans here. How is that possible? That yeah, people who who die hard with the Premier League, I don't understand. Man, I don't get you. Oh. I mean, we we I don't understand. Although Out do, here, they got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. That's what I mean. I like see, they love it. Yeah, it's absolutely wacko. All right, time for the NFL schedule breakdown of the day. Let's, Let's go. go to the KC Chiefs. We're going to the AFC West. We've done the Chargers and the Broncos. Let's go to the Chiefs. We'll end tomorrow with the Raiders. So let's start up here. You tell me win or loss here for the KC Chiefs. Okay. They open on Sunday on the road at Arizona. Wow. Chiefs at okay. Cardinals to open it to open it up. I mean, that's something else. Over in that game? Three point favorite totals 52 and a half. Yeah, I ain't betting under seven. I mean, like the NFL has has beat me to a pulp trying to peep, trying to uh, bet unders, at least initially, beginning of the season. So, Casey at Arizona, first thought, I mean, they're minus three. First thought is win. You? Win. Okay. Home for the Chargers, Thursday win. night football. Win. Win, 2-0. and oh. At Indianapolis. Good game early. Great game early. Their schedule, by the way, three of the first four games for the Chiefs are on the road. I'd say they lose that game. Arizona Indy at Tampa. First four. Hello. It goes, it goes Arizona, LA, Colts, Bucks is their schedule. Wow. Uh oh. The dogs, dogs don't yeah, like the, the dogs the, are parking. The guy is here. Oh boy. I didn't. I didn't put the dogs away. You didn't put the dogs away. Yeah, it was my fault on that. I forgot oh, to put them upstairs. All right. If it keeps going, I'll do that. The guy's at the front door at the moment. All right. People should know better than that not to ring my doorbell. They ring, they ring my doorbell, even though I text them and tell them not to do that. So don't don't ring my doorbell. Don't ring the doorbell. Just pick up. Just pick up what you need to the front front of the house. Pick it up and go away. They don't listen. But, 
If they don't stop, I'll, I'll run over and shut, shut the dog up. Okay. Um, um, so loss. So we're two and two. Yeah. At Arizona win, home for the Chargers win, Indy loss, Tampa loss. Yes. Right? Yep. Home for Vegas. Win. But I think they'll split the games with Vegas. Okay. Home for Buffalo. <laughs> loss. Buffalo gets revenge. Okay. At San Francisco. Damn. This is right? a hard schedule. Chiefs schedule is um, no joke. Um, at San Francisco. This is a tough one. I'll I'll say they win, but I I could I could be flipped there. All right, hold on. I'm gonna fix this. Talk for a second to Farah. Right. I'm gonna get the other dog. Hold on. All right. Hashtag definitely not Farah's fault. The dogs <laughs> not put away before the show. We're gonna have to make this a part of the regular routine as we trade texts and talk. Farah, we're gonna have to remind him put the dogs away. I actually got a good question for you. So kind of back to What's your that? point from earlier. Yes. Um, you're talking about big playoff games, you know, games with lots of views. They have sharper numbers because the books are all over it. Mm -hmm. uh, do you find value in softer market bets like prop bets, first quarter bets instead of game totals and spreads? Oh, for sure, brother. Oh, my God. No doubt. And I think guys have played it uh, like that for years. And we used to be sitting there in a game like tonight and we would take a first quarter bet before we would take a limit first quarter bet before we would take a game bet. Because if you take a limit game bet, you may move the first quarter or you may move the first half. They move in conjunction. But if you bet the first quarter first or you bet the first half, you don't move the game based on those bets. So yes, to answer your question, yes, you should. Um, you can find some nuggets there as well that you wouldn't get normally. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've become attracted to prop bets and um, yeah, just smaller, just things that I feel like the books aren't looking so closely at, you know, cause you, right. you get a big playoff game. The books, everyone's betting on it. Those numbers are going to be really sharp. So. Amen. <laughs> this is true. What's so funny. <laughs> just the, who let the dogs out. <laughs> you, you can't ring Matt's bell. Hashtag not definitely not Farah's fault. We can we can hear the we can't hear Farah. Oh, by the way, they can't hear you, Matt. Oh, they couldn't hear him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. About other markets, they couldn't I don't know. Hear, they couldn't hear my question. I don't know. Just the the chat says they can they couldn't hear you. Uh, okay, so let's go back to this. I apologize. All, All right, right. So bye week and week eight. So Arizona. So wait, what are we four and three? At this yeah, point. Let's, let's just go over the first seven games though. At Arizona, at the Chargers, or so home for the Chargers, at Indy, at Tampa, home for the Raiders, home for the Bills, and at San Francisco. Could they be under 500 at yes. the bye? Yes. Ooh, is this the end of the run? Is this it? Is this when the Chiefs come down, down to earth? We'll finish the schedule. We'll tell you. Okay. Bye week and week eight, very advantageous. Then yeah. they go. Home for Tennessee. Jeez, that's that's no bargain either coming out oh. of the bye. Um, win at uh sorry, home for Jacksonville. Win at the Chargers. Loss. Home for the Rams. Oh dear Lord. Wow, they could lose that game. Um, 
win at the Bengals, lose at the Broncos, lose whole uh, at the Texans, win home for Seattle, win home for Denver, win at the Raiders to end the year, lose. What is that? 10? Yeah. 10 and 7? The Chiefs are going to go 10 and 7? I mean, what's their season win number? That's a tough schedule. Holy crap. That's the first time I've looked at that or heard that schedule. That's a tough. I mean, don't you think? I think that's incredibly difficult. I think the first eight weeks of this season is incredibly difficult. It's one of the harder schedules I've seen. I mean, they're they're actually the favorite plus one fifty five to win a division. Chargers are next at plus two forty, and Broncos are plus two sixty. I mean, ten and a half is their number. So we we, are we went ahead and put it out there. You know, so ridiculous. Ten and a half minus one ten at Fanduel, both sides. Wait, say that again. Ten and a half is the yeah. win total for the Chiefs. Minus one ten. On minus one ten, both sides. Wow. Okay. I mean, with that schedule and everything that could go wrong, I would love to take bets on the over and and, and just need the under. I I that 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 could be under. They could win nine games, nine and eight. KC Chiefs. Man, ten and seven gets you home. We just did it. It's ten, right? Ten and seven gets you home, right? Yeah, under yeah. under ten and a half, right? So they need to win eleven games. No Tyreek Hill. The division is incredibly difficult, and their schedule is extraordinarily hard. Their road games, Dave, at Arizona, at Indy, at Tampa, at San Francisco, at. LA Chargers at the Bengals at Denver at Houston at the Raiders. So do it. So okay. So do the games. We know the Chargers, the, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Now do the other games from beginning of the season and on the road. On the road. Yeah. So it's non non division games. Non division games on the road. It's Arizona Cardinals, Colts, Bucks, Forty Niners, Bengals, Texans. I mean, there's only two guaranteed wins there. Like they could go two and four in those and and go. They could have a losing record on the road. I mean, if they, they lose against the I mean, they've won in the division. That's the one thing they've done. They've gone to the Raiders, they've gone to the Broncos, they've gone to the Chargers. Yeah. And they've won those games. Wow. So, but I mean, again, this is what happens. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight games at home. You're going to go either nine home games and eight road games or vice versa. And they've got nine road games. Hmm. This is, this, I mean, and Mahomes gets hurt, something happens, they're not making the playoffs. Mahomes gets hurt, they're going to win four games. Yeah, they're done. done. They're done. They're, they're going to get annihilated. Wow. I mean, I mean, most teams you lose your starting quarterback of that caliber, you're gonna have an awful season. But no, I know, but like you can't. I mean, is, yeah, you, you can't even like hold water until he comes back. Like no, he, miss, he misses four to five weeks, you're done. Like he misses out a month with a shoulder issue or an AC joint sprain or something, you're done. I mean, years past, 
like them being favored on the road was not even a question. Like they would hundred percent. It was just always they're either three, four and a half. Sometimes if they're playing a good team, they're two and a half. But I mean, just listen to that schedule. They're gonna be dogs in half of those road games. That's impressive. I mean, that's that that that's if they win a division this year, that is really strong. I'm not I'm not sold on them winning the division right now. I'm gonna have to go through and go through the other teams, and we just did it last Friday. Was uh, was the Chargers right? We, would we come up with ten? Yep. Yesterday we did the Broncos. We come up with ten. Yep. We just did the Chiefs. We come up with ten. It's a ten. A ten. And we'll see what happens with the really Raiders in the movie. Ten. See, see the Raiders tomorrow. We'll see if the Raiders are going to be. It ain't going to be ten. Hmm. Fair, I'm going to go a little over before we say goodbye to our sports coach friends. Let's give them a little extra time because I had to get up and go deal with the dog. So we can shop that portion so we don't have. Oh, there you go. Dogs barking for our sports grid replay friends. So we can help the kid edit, edit it properly to keep the dogs out and just pick up the KC Chiefs from when I came back and pick it up from there. So we'll we'll go a little further here with our, with our sports grid friends before we we wind up wrapping and saying goodbye to our sports Mm. grid audience. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, I think one of the one of the things about this 17 game schedule, which is going to be fascinating to me, is when you have nine road games, what's the extra game that the league gives you? Is it going to be hard or easy? And for the Chiefs, it looks like they got the hard one because at the Bengals is <laughs> like that's the game that sticks out to me that's a little weird. And you're like, wow. How about that? Because like you're playing the AFC South, so you're playing Indianapolis and you're playing Jacksonville, you're playing Tennessee, but why are they playing Cincinnati? <laughs> well, no, you get the two games in conference cross division, uh, same place as you or something. So Bengals win a division, the Chiefs win a division, they play each other. So that's, that's tough. That's a game, yeah. they, it's a game they wouldn't have normally. So the 17th game, what is the 17th game? And to me, it looks like the 17th game, a game that probably wouldn't be on the schedule in other years would be the Bengals at the, on the road at Cincinnati, which is Sunday, December the 4th. So one twenty-five kickoff Pacific time. So a late window on CBS. And that starts a three. I mean, they play from November 20th to December 18th. They play one home game, play four road games. And, the, and that home game is the Rams. This is not an easy schedule. Season could go bad quick. I mean, at the Chargers, home for the Rams, at the Bengals, at the Broncos, at the Houston Texans. Chargers are winning that division. I think so. I mean, right now. Really? Now I see the love for Denver. Right? Now I can see why the Denver love is actually coming in because it's as much on Denver as it is against the Chiefs. I, I prefer the Chargers right now. Uh, give me them to win that division. It's going to be tough, man. Ooh, that's a tough. That is that is really a hard schedule. I can't wait to do the Raiders tomorrow. The Raiders have an easier schedule than the Chargers and the Chiefs. Mm-mm-mm. Look out! There might be a flyer bet to throw down on the, on the Raiders to win the division. Damn, son! I mean, their their number is eight. 
given what these teams are going to look like, what they got to go through. If this is. Hey, if you go five and one in the division, you're winning the division. The West. No one's going five. No one's going five and one in the West. You go four and two. I don't know who goes better than four and two. Yeah, that's, that's the number four and two. If you go four and two, that's four wins in that six. Now you can just split the rest. Split the other 11 games. You win 10 games minimum. That's that's great. It's absolutely fascinating to see what that division is going to look like and what these things are going to look like. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's say goodbye to our friends on Sports Grid. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow. Same place, same time, right after the Pat McAfee show for our replay for you guys on props. The YouTube and Twitter don't move. We will stay right here. But Sports Grid, we'll talk to you guys coming up tomorrow. All right, here we go with the props.com story of the day. You're going to do that every day, by the way? I have to. Why? Okay, no, I just want to make sure. That's good. Yeah, it's required. All right. So our guy, Matt Jacob, has come up back to our hockey talk conversation about the pucks going over. So this is pretty wild. Mm. After the Calgary Flames won. Yes. The average goals scored in the opening round of the NHL playoffs, 6.3 goals per game were scored. Makes sense. That's insane, Dave. It is. (laughs) 6.3 goals per game were scored in the playoffs. In the playoffs? In the first round of the NHL playoffs, 6.3. Intentionally done by the league? No. Okay. I don't think intentionally done, but I think... You know, and I mean, you heard Josie talk about it when he was on the show. Um, there's a definite concerted effort. I don't know if there's a memo. I always used to say there's a memo out to tell them to call more penalties. But it's painfully obvious that they've, they've changed the way the game is called. And by changing the way the game is called, hockey, power plays lead to more goals. So you're just seeing it more. But I mean, um, it's not a bad thing, is it? I don't know. 38 of the 51 games had at least six goals being scored in them. And the teams combined for 29 empty net goals. That's ridiculous. <laughs> 29. That, that, that number gets me pissed off. I'm like, because I, I, I just know when you bet it, it's annoying. When you're playing and you give up an empty net goal, it's done. But it's not done. Because the numbers guys and the nerds and people running these simulations tell you, no, leave them, leave the goalie out because you can still score. And then you get back to within one and you can score again and tie the game. And it happens so infrequently. But 29 empty net goals, that's a, you can't bet under. I mean, you just cannot bet under. If there's going to be a chance of an empty net goal, you can't do it. 62.8% clip in round one, 32, 17, and two to the over. In the final 31 games played from May 7th through Sunday, the over connected at a 71% clip, Dear. 22, seven, and two. I mean, what, what are we doing? <laughs> the Calgary Dallas matchup was the lowest scoring series of the first round, four, two, and one to the under, which means two thirds of the games in every other series. 30 of 45 went, went over. over. <laughs> you better not have an under in the competitor book. And I can tell you that shit right now. I do not. 
if you remove if you remove the Flames and the Stars series from all the numbers, right? The over, uh, sorry, eighty two percent of the games have had at least six goals scored in them. How many percent? Eighty two. Eighty two percent. Thirty six of forty four games have gone at least six goals being scored. If you take out the the the, the seven game series from the Stars and the Flames. <laughs> I bet no more unders ever. <laughs> I mean, this That's is just bullshit. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I mean, it really That's, is insane. I mean, come on. That's tough. I have, uh. So only 13 of the first 51 playoff games. Jacob's uncovered. Now, this is great. Jacob's this article is awesome, by the way. Props.com. Go read this article. It's awesome. There's more stuff that I'm going to get to. But 13 of the 51 games, including just nine of the first 46 of them, were decided by one goal. And I used to take the puck line plus one and a half, taking all these games and never doing that again. Uh-uh. Can't do that. Because of the 29 empty net goals, you saw puck line come in like crazy. Minus one and a half. Yeah, it used yes. to be plus one and a half. He laid the juice. It didn't matter. It was always, it was good. The dog either won or they lost by one. No, not no more. Done with that. Wow. Jeez. So now I want to take the favorite on the puck line instead of laying the money line. If you like Florida tonight, you lay the puck line. Oh, right. I mean, I think you've been on both. I mean, I, I've been telling people on yeah. the juice. I've said, look, favorite, just bet half a unit on money line and half a unit on the puck line. Chances are you go 2-0 and oh and it's going to be plus money. I did it in game seven with Carolina against the Bruins and I split. Right. Is it at Stupid broken stick, late Three goal, two final, bullshit. Right? <laughs> Three to two final, 20 seconds left. Pastor next scored that goal. I was like, come on. And then they lost the open and they lost a the face off with the empty net. And I knew I was done. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's okay because you split the unit and it's plus money on the back end. So right. now, you know, at least at worst break even or you put a whole unit on the money line and a half a unit on the puck line. And that's the way a lot of people bet baseball too. They bet the favorite on the money line and they put a half a unit on the run line to, you know, if it comes in by two, you make a little score. If it wins by one, you win half of a unit instead of a whole unit. So hmm. I don't mind that at all. That's not yeah. a bad way. Different way to bet baseball. Not bad. All right, let's go to the bet prep prop bet of the day. Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday, not good. Not no. a W for us on that because we talked about the strikeouts. Somehow he gets three Ks in two innings, even though he got hurt. Ridiculous. Tonight, we are going to the NBA and Tyler Hero. We're going Tyler Hero over two and a half assists. Minus 110. Caesars has got this for you guys if you want it. Lowry is out again for the Heat when Lowry is out of the lineup. Uh, Hero has gone three or more assists in 18 of 21 games, 3.9 average, 14, all 14, the last 14 games at home. Tyler Hero has had more than three assists here. Played one game against Boston, Lowry not in the lineup. Back in January, he came up with three assists. How do you feel about Tyler Hero getting the ball in his hands and making plays? After yesterday losing on the K's, I don't feel good about this either. I'm betting I'd say I, actually, no. I actually like this. I liked it yesterday. I know, but the reason why I like this oh, is because okay. they need offense. Yeah, so, but 
this is a dead under game. Under game, but three assists is not that. It's tough. not that much, but if the ball's in your hands and you're going to be asked to make plays for Butler, make plays for Bam, you got to be, you know, like Boston's going to run out at Hero. Like he's going to be behind the arc. Boston's going to run at him. And so he's going to have to figure out do I shoot it in with pressure or do I do something with it? And I think he'll do something with it enough to get this over. Sounds legit. I, I like the over. I get why you bet the under, but I do like the over. I think it's a decent, a decent play to jump in on, on the over on that. All right, let's go to better to book it being brought to you by fliff get fliff.com. If you sign up for an account, they give you 25 bucks. It's not bad, quick and easy. Do whatever you want with it. No deposit necessary. You go ahead and try five bucks. It went legal in your state. Get get fliff.com. They can give you a free 25 buck bet. Let's start with the Celtics in the heat. We've already talked it out a little bit, though, but betting it or booking it under 204 Boston in Miami. Bet it. I think it's the best bet in this game. Um, I don't want the over. Not, not, not at least in the first game. Right. Now we'll see how they play out, but I think – does this play out like to use one of the the fighting terms, like like a heavyweight fight? Are we gonna are we gonna trade blows and feel each other out in the first half? Or, or I think I think this number is the books doing that. I think the books are just sort of like, all right, we're getting our teeth kicked in with the total. We can't find a basement. Let's just see if we can find an over bet. Put it at two hundred four. Yeah, line hasn't moved. That's. <laughs> Mine's moved. You're starting to pay. That's that's paying attention right there. This is what is exactly what we would do. Like, all right, two oh four and nobody's bet it. Maybe Uh-oh. we should be at two oh two and a half. Right. <laughs> right. This is gonna go down. Right. They're trying to figure out what to do. They're trying to figure out, all right, Where said, this is go? the third lowest total of Boston all year. So lowest yeah. total of the playoffs. It was 206 and a half. Now it's 204. It's a full two and a half points below the lowest total of the year for, for Boston in the postseason. Wow. It, was, it was a 205 for Miami this year. They got a 204. They just were like, how low do we have to go before people are interested in betting the over? And they haven't found it yet. So, I mean, I'm just betting the streak saying it seems like the books don't know what the basement is. So let's just keep on searching till we find the basement. Yeah. Could be tonight. I mean, did they have played a game against each other that have gone over by 10 points? So it right. could happen tonight. I mean, they, they, you know, if Boston hits a bunch of threes, game goes, you know, it's 105, 100 or whatever, or one, you know, 110, 105 or something like that. Yeah. And the game goes over. So that's so I just in game one, this is almost like me doing a fill out as well, saying I'm not betting a full unit, half a unit down on it. Let's just see if we can figure it out, but mm-hmm. keep betting the streak mm-hmm. until we get to the base, the basement. This could be it. 204 might be the lowest number of the whole series. But it's low, and generally speaking, when it's really low, keep betting the under. <laughs> Be interested to see where this thing is in game. How mm. low you go? Like this, I mean, you might see one eighty something. Oh, I agree. And if I get one eighty four, I'm on the over. Right. Like it. Might, it. It's gonna be. I think you're gonna. I mean, if you have a slow start, yes, you're gonna see in the one eighties, and that don't happen very often in the NBA. Yeah. But you, you're gonna see it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be all over it. Uh, yep. I, I you know in game it go over. All right, uh, we've already talked this through, but Tampa, Florida over six and a half, minus one thirty. Hate the juice. So do I. I hate the juice. 
I mean, I don't know. It, this would be the top sucks. Top for me. Yeah. I wouldn't lay 140. I'd just no. not bet it. I would I'd wait and hope the recourse that we have now betting with the in game is it the books put this number up and you go, you know what? I just don't want to play it, right? Minus 130 or, or 140 or whatever. There's no goals in the first three minutes. You're going to get six and a half over even money, or you're going to get five and a half as the number. So that's the recourse. I think that's one of the benefits of all this. There's different ways to attack um, numbers and prices that you don't like, whereas years past, you didn't have those options. So one of the positives of legalization and multiple outs and multiple books is you have options. No goal in the first three or four minutes, you you go over. I think, I mean, I want to go over six and a half anyway. So, despite the juice, I think uh, Colin Coward likes to say, "I'll swallow the juice." I never heard anybody that bet actually actually say that. But no, no, <laughs> right? No, that's I mean that's, that's awful. That's terrible. I've never heard him say it. I never want to hear him. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. a horrible I'll, term. I'll, I'll I'll swallow the juice on this one and oh. go over. Um, <laughs> no. And nobody says that, but we'll no. bet it. We'll bet it. Yikes. Do not like that at all. I, and then finally, over six and a half, St. Louis, Colorado, minus 130. Betting bet it. Bet it. Yeah. I, 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 I want to go two and one. It's a totals Tuesday, in case you guys are wondering why you're betting all totals. I, I go on uh, Tuesdays, I bet totals. Tuesdays, totals. And so, but I hope to go two and one. That's my goal here. Yeah. I don't think I go three and oh. I think Boston under in this game over and Tampa potentially might burn me, but I still like the over. I'm not right. betting under. I'm not betting unders in college in, in hockey. This is no way. <laughs> so that's why I'm jumping on that. All right. Favorite thing about today is what? Oh, the favorite thing about today was last night watching us on Sports Grid. Like that was that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. You know, you set it up and we're watching it. I'm waiting for my daughters to come home because they were out somewhere oh. they said they would be home. And oh, daddy's up with curfew. I was like waiting. And then I, you know, I text the wife who's upstairs and said, you know, where are they? Because I'm trying to stay calm because I know they're good kids, but you know, things happen. You're supposed to tell dad when you're not going to be home. And sure. They, they tell mom, hoping that mom's already fallen asleep with the eight year old. And then they say, oh, I could. I told mom I was going to be late. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you see all the dynamics are working right now. Wow. And I get it. It's fine. But the best thing about today was watching that last night and and having that on. And then, you know, the little one, little Kinsey Kendall was very happy to see that I did put on the Rangers hat yesterday. Very cool. Shout out. Okay, fair. You know, and, you know, we'll be watching hockey in this house tonight. We'll be mm. watching a lot of it. I'll have an eye on the Celtics game, and I'm sure you'll text me and tell me <laughs> when they're, you know, playing well or not playing well. But hockey playoffs are back, baby. We'll be watching that. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about today is that I'm not betting baseball. <laughs> that's that's my favorite, that's my favorite thing about today that I don't have to make a baseball oh. bet, so I can just I can go ahead and watch hockey and I can watch basketball and have three games to watch. Uh. And, up through a baseball game and not have to worry about betting a baseball game. You just watch playoff playoff games that mean something. 
versus a May game between some team I don't really need to watch oh, God. or enjoy watching and staring at my phone, praying for an under to come in and watching me lose by half a run. Twins A's under again. Just bet it. Every day. Just bet it every day. Bet it every day? This is part of the deal. If you bet it every day and you finish the year at up 57% betting something, would you do it? No, because it's boring. I do want to enjoy this. I do want to have fun. Bet it blindly every single day. Just get up in the morning and hey, brush your teeth and bet the Twins under. Brush your teeth and bet the Twins under. <laughs> like, Welcome to a, betting on baseball. This is what... <laughs> that's not <laughs> fun. And, and, and that enjoyment, that's torture. That's just like... Uh, that's, that's, that's sucks all the joy out of it. That's that's the professional gambler life. That's the book life. It's the same shit every day. It's hard. You want to keep it fun? We're doing it right here. Thanks yeah. to the people that are watching and listening. We're keeping it fun. Oh you guys gosh. are keeping it fun. Fellas and ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Hit subscribe. If you've not subscribed to the Props YouTube channel, please do that. If you've not done it on Apple Podcasts, do that as well so you never miss a moment of the Bostonian versus the book. We'll have a lot of fun coming up tomorrow as we'll break down the games. Sports Grid replay tonight, 11 p.m. Pacific time. You East Coasters, it's the middle of the night. But if you, I don't know, you get up and you can't sleep or whatever from, from your insomniacs, Put us channel 1130, by the way, 1130. On Samsung Smart TV. That's it. That's where Sports Grid is located, in case you're nice. curious. Roku, I don't know. I got to find it on Roku, but also it's online at sportsgrid.com. So, very cool stuff. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Back tomorrow for a Wednesday's Bostonian versus the book.